Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Welcome into the Angry Quarterback Season 5, Episode 5. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback Tony Pike of Reading High School, UC, Carolina Panthers fame. James Rapine from SI.com. We broadcast live from the John Ross Can't Even Be Active When He's Healthy oh. Studios. As we talk some I NFL. thought that was going to be better. Some I college. thought that was going to be better. Yeah, oh. I, I, I was thinking of how to just dig one in on you and uh, and high school. Before we before we dive into all things Bengals to, in the first segment and NFL, and then we'll talk some high school football as we're in the final regular season week of Ohio playoffs upon us, and we'll talk some college football where UC got I thought a, a very much needed grinded out win over Army on uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll talk some about that and how bad the Big Twelve is as well. Um, Perfect. Yeah, lots to get to. Um, can we? Can we? Since we we started the name of the the show. Yeah. Do, do you want to start there? Didn't um, James sent us a group text? Yes, that's what I was. That's where uh, I was going to start earlier in the week. He <laughs> said, why, "Why don't you explain that group text, Tony? Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to uh, start with it's, it." It's with us and then our, our producer Rob Ebel here, and he he basically sent us a text Friday and said, two years ago today, you all were talking about his struggles. Next week, we will talk about his dominance against the Eagles." <laughs> In quote, the John Ross Touchdown Studios. And to which you sent a gift back of just simply a man shaking his head in disgust. Yeah, it was, um... <laughs> well, well, I guess, well, I mean, this isn't the main topic of what we're going to talk about, but it is certainly a topic, though. Uh-huh. I mean, what, what do you make of that? Is, is, it, is, it that, is that the end of the line? It better not be. It better not be the end of the line. It, on it, tape played. It, on, on, tape was, on tape played great. You, 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 you want me to call it T. Like Higgins it was great. T. Higgins was great. You, you want me to call it like it is? On tape didn't play great. He made two catches. Yeah. One, it, he, it, one, was, one, he, one, he wasn't guarded. Listen, listen. I'm not ripping on tape here. The, here's the difference, though. I'll give you a huge difference in a second. <laughs> here's the reality. Okay. The reality is, on tape is easy to cheer for. Because he was a seventh rounder sure. who was slow. He's relatable in the middle of America here in Cincinnati. In in it, it, that he is like a. You want to know the biggest play Auden Tate made on on Sunday? You're gonna say that, a block? No, a play that John Ross would never go make. He fought for a ball in the end zone in which he got interfered with that gave him a first and goal on the one. He fought for that. John Ross wouldn't have fought for that. He wouldn't have. No one. He blocked. simply wouldn't have. Don't say Auden Tate no blocked because no one. <laughs> well, that's blocked. a good point. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, that's what we'll do. We'll put Auden Tate at right guard. But I will but, say, by the way, can it, John Ross play right tackle? I, I think the Bengals got lucky there. I don't think that was interference. Maybe you're right. I will say still. that what even though he only had two catches. Joe Burrow trusts on Tate because he he gave him multiple opportunities. He'll give him some jump balls, and you can just tell that. And I think that's some of it too. By I, the way, those two jump balls, I hated those calls. But I, I like one. I don't like both the, of them. There. The, they yeah, settled the, for a field goal. There, it was a run and two jump balls. Dodd and Tate. Yeah, I'm not a big jump ball fan, fan either. I'm, I'm with I'd you. Like and that has nothing to do with. I'd like to see a jump Dodd ball to a former All Pro. Although I don't know if he can it, get it, open at this point. I I don't think they. I don't know what's but, up but with I, I go back to. I, I don't think Andy had a lot of trust in John, and I think Joe doesn't have a lot of trust in John. And I think mm-hmm. you see two coaching staffs that just don't have a lot of trust in John, and that's that's on John. He, unfortunately, I look. It's funny. I do a prediction column each year, and the last two years, like a dumbass, and I'll call myself out for this. I've done a breakthrough guy on offense and defense. And the last two years, I thought the breakthrough guy on offense was going to be John Ross. I bought the hype in camp. Mm. I watched it for myself. Mm. I watched the day he got hurt and stayed in and tried to tough his way through that. I thought, okay, maybe a different guy. Dealing with the stuff with his son. You know, he, mm-hmm. he showed a lot of maturity when he came back and talked about that. But then I watch him in game one. I watch him short arm a ball in the end zone. I watch him drop a ball on the sidelines. And I think you see a coaching staff that just has lost 
trust, kind of like Marvin Staff lost trust. And that's unfortunate. To a degree. Look, he doesn't help himself. I agree there. Right. 100%. I, you, you can't. There's really no way to deny it because he has all the tools. Yes. It, you know, he can do it. We can debate. We watched it the first two games last year. We can debate the minutia. Yeah, and that's the part. And, and then here's the thing, though. I don't think this coaching staff has helped him at all. How many slants has he gotten? How many? Uh, AJ, third and four. AJ's running at the line of scrimmage, a crossing route where it's a well, play where he's supposed to be. How many of how many of those has John gotten? Which is really well. A one easy hit him, one hit him in the head the week before because he didn't look for a hot route on on what seemed to be the the most frustrating. It just uh, it just doesn't feel like there's he, one. It just doesn't he's feel been targeted like, seven times. It just doesn't this year. feel like mentally he's. I, I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if it's trust. I don't, I don't know. It just and again and and this is this is something we've talked about and you could. Outside of Tyler Boyd, you can name this for any player on the team. I don't. I don't think the coaching staff does a good enough job of getting certain guys involved in ways they need to with easy receptions. And and I look. I, I know that the offensive line's an issue, but what just just watch a Sunday across no, the no, NFL. There no, are easy no, completions watch out Green, there. Watch Green. Watching Green Bay last night, I watched them get Sternberger in space at times, and yeah. they're like, "It's Jay Sternberger, man. It ain't some all pro." They're finding ways to make it, easy completions to that. And there's guy. also bad offense. There's other bad offensive lines yes. in the NFL, and guess what? They mask it. There's ways to mask there's it. There's bad and, offensive lines. Yeah, and all not just mask it. Like I watch, I watch games in the NFL, and I watch guys make catches, and there's like no one around them, mm-hmm. and I'm like. This is like, the this, Bengals don't have that crazy. ever. They don't have it. Boyd a little because he's Boyd just such little. a great route yes, runner. Yes, but, it, it, but, that, but that, I think that's Boyd. I don't think that's scheme. No, I it's, think that's Boyd too. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I'm certainly it, with you on that. And so that's where I am with Ross. Look, I I get it. Uh, odds are, if he's going to be successful, it's not going to be in Cincinnati, and that's you know we'll see. But he's going to be active at some point again this year, unless they trade him today. Like he's going to be active again. There's no way he's just going to be inactive for the rest of the year. He's going to be active for somebody. I would like to see him get used. Crosses, slants, some stuff like that. And if you want to watch someone, and we're recording this on a Monday. Can, can he get separation, though? And I mean that sincerely. Is that, is that part of the issue? I don't know. Absolutely it, can he? he? Can. Absolutely he can. Mm. Absolutely. I think if he could, I think he'd be playing. Absolutely he can. Okay. I think he'd be playing if he could, though. If he I, could I, get separate. Well, he yes. got separation on the ball that you said he short-armed. Okay. And then he short-armed it. But then he short-armed it. I don't think he short-armed it. <laughs> Well, I think they were off. It's obviously, and I, I, you know, sometimes if it's one coaching staff, it was easy to point the finger at Marvin's staff, and rightfully so. I, I think Marvin obviously was bitter about that draft pick from mm-hmm. day one. Well, he wanted OJ Howard and treated that that draft pick with bitterness the whole time, and and so that's a shame of Marvin moment, to be honest with you. Sure. And some of it, that first year John was hurt, and it just it, it was just, just felt like a red shirt a, year. Yeah. yeah. But now you have a second staff that's kind of in that vein, and that mm-hmm. makes me go, John. I think that's on you, man. Part of it, like I said, part of it is, but the, the the other part of it, and this is how we could kind of launch into the rest of the Bengals sure. conversation. I wonder about this coaching staff. Absolutely, all of it, I, I, because they have too much damn talent. With Ross is inactive, 100%. they should still be able to get guys in space. How can you not get AJ Green in space? And I don't care who's guarding him. Well, I don't care at this age. No, seriously, the the, the age is it is it is it real now? It well, looks real. Here's what I saw uh, on Sunday: is they magically schemed open a rookie wide receiver there trying to get confidence. Or did the rookie Twice. wide receiver get no. himself open? Watch it. Go back and watch. It was two good well, the, play calls, yeah. and T. Higgins didn't have to do anything to make those. No, picks. I get it. I mean, the, yeah, the one the, certainly the first one was an easy, easy pitch. And, and I'm not knocking yeah. him. That's great. Right. But like, they show that they're capable of doing this and scheming these receivers open. But it's right then, but, and but that's it. You were on the Zoom call with Zach Taylor last night, like I was mm-hmm. in the post game, and, and a, a, the question was asked about AJ running short of the sticks a couple of times, and I thought Zach 
kind of rolled him under the bus without rolling him under the bus, where he said, we just have to be sharper in the details. And that, to me, sounds like AJ's not doing things he needs to do, and maybe he's not capable of doing anymore. Look, if we're if we're taking sides of Zach Taylor or AJ Green, I'm telling you, I'm taking AJ Green side because one coach is 0 10 and one agreed in yeah. one possession games and one's a seven time Pro I, Bowler. I, I so, understand. I understand that. No, you know, but I, I I agree though. It is that there is certain. I thought he was going to have a huge year, and now I do have some concern. And the fact that I'm there, and I didn't really have any doubts going in, I was like, if he's healthy, he's going to be a baller. Now that I have doubts, I think that's pretty telling. The the conversation last year um, was was kind of a free pass and a mulligan for Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and you pick some of those decisions or games apart, you could probably come up with a lot of, man, what are we doing? Hey, yeah. Uh, but everyone just kind of rolled it off last year and said, oh, it's fine. And I remember when, when Zach Taylor was hired, I was on with, with Mo Egger, and we had a conversation of, is Zach Taylor the guy? And the only the only drawback I had, I and I, I made I, I said, I just hope that this isn't a hire that he's just happy to be a head coach and he's going to be a guy that's going to go along with whatever happens or whatever they want in the organization. So for me, a head coach in, in a lot of other NFL cities this offseason, when you draft Joe Burrow, would stand up and say, what are we doing at our offensive line? Why are we not protecting our offensive line? And if that wasn't done Investing here... in our offensive line. Yes, yes. If, if that wasn't done here and everyone just, well, we're, we're happy with what we have... And then we're going out and calling games like we have a top 10 offensive line, which is what it seems like Zach Taylor's doing. Then that goes back to the head coach and, and making making the, these plays available and, yeah. and not sticking up and saying, look. Does he have a strong enough personality? Yes. Do you guys think that Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan and, and you know Jim Turner and this entire staff, they think that they're that damn good? Because I remember, I think back to draft day, uh, day three, Akeem Adeniji gets picked. And Brian Collins like, oh, we could scheme around a line, like, like it was just like, oh, what, you know, if there's pressure, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Like, in, I like Brian. I'm not. No, no. I. I but yeah. like, do you think that this coaching staff, specifically on offense, is that into themselves and arrogant enough to think, hey, if Bobby Hart stinks or this line stinks or Fred Johnson stinks, guess what? We're gonna figure it out anyway. But yeah. you haven't. No, I agree. Right. And I have no, no, zero yeah, confidence yeah, in that. Right. But do you think they believe that? Because I do. they were almost delusional this offseason with how Bobby Hart was going to play and, and how these guys were all going to mesh together. Xavier Sofilo, like people are praying for him to come back. He was a bust in Houston. Yeah, so some of some of that I think too is not want to roll your guys under the bus. Some of that is trying to talk about them confidently in the mm-hmm. media so they have some confidence too. It's not like you're yeah. going to come out as a coach sure. and go, Jesus, we're not going to, we can't win because our right tackle sucks and we don't know who the hell the right guard is. Although that came up last night a little oh, bit too they're both awful um but I, I go back to this and and while i think zach taylor's done a good job of the head coach part because i still see guys continue to buy in i just doubted many more head play coach, caller head coach yes play caller not yes. right no you, you can't and, and so i think you can confidently the, look and say yes yeah he's at the stage where i think he has to honestly take a hard look in the mirror and go you know what let somebody else call plays that, for a week or two. Let's see what that looks like because right now you're just spinning your wheels. They should be two and one. Yes. A good it, absolutely. It, it, and honestly, if they were two and one, we'd be like, man, Zach Taylor. That's right. Finding a way. That's right. The but crappy you know what, offensive though? line. But here's what happens: losing teams make losing plays, mm-hmm. right? And while yesterday was not a loss, it still feels like a loss because it wasn't They're a win. Still and losing coaches. Lo- losing team. Randy Bullock kicks a ball out of bounds to, at the end of the half. Yeah. Gives a great field position. Then all of a sudden you have a blown coverage because they're trying to disguise one thing. For what? One guy. One guy. Out of a timeout. Correct. Out of a timeout. That's the key to out me. Out of a timeout. That's coaching. That's yes, coaching right absolutely there. Absolutely, it is. No question. Um, 
And and then at the end of the game, where they just let them dink and dunk their way down the field, kind of played soft coverage, decided they weren't going to pressure, and, and and that's losing teams make losing plays. Down by the goal line, first and goal at the four. Billy Price with a false start, then a holding penalty. It I is. Mean, losing teams make losing plays, and that's. I, I get I get it's Carson Wentz, and you want to have a strong pass rush after he's burned you two or three times. Just just contain him at the end of the game. Yes. Like don't don't just yeah. pin your ears Make back. Make him throw to Greg Ward Jr. Yes. Oh wait, he did. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like Or anybody else. Yeah. There was nobody else to throw I to. I would have doubled Ertz and yep. Greg yes. Ward and said, Hey, JJ hey. Arcega Whiteside, check, try to get open. Check it down to Miles Sanders twelve straight times. You see how that goes for you. You mentioned trying to win. That team yesterday, Philadelphia's not good. No. Like that that And they, my God, they lost a player. I swear to God, were they end up yes. fifteen players at the end of the they game? Had, they had four sacks combined in their first two games. It's not a, It's not like you went into that game like we did the first two, right? No. Chargers, it's like all oh, the defensive right. line. Watch out. It was. Go- it's a good line. Right. Not a great it's, line. It's not a great line. It, it's not a line that, that should have to upset your whole game plan. Here's the, here's the crazy thing to me. And it did in overtime. This Three was, sacks in overtime. You mm-hmm. had extra days, right? <laughs> yeah. You had extra days to prepare. This wasn't a short week. And you come out, and right away, it's like, okay, we're getting Joe Mixon involved today. First, third, and two, let's drop back and pass. Yeah. Right away, it's... It's Manning, and then I'm sitting back and I'm watching the game, and as bad as the first half was, I'm like, you know, there was never a point where, like, the Bengals were out of the game. It was always in control, Mm -hmm. and then I look and, okay, we went away from Joe Mixon for a long stretch of that game. Joe Mixon, only two catches, 19 touches again for Joe Mixon. Joe Burrow thrown 44 times. If I'm a coach and my quarterback's getting hit every time he drops back, Am I not going to give the guy we gave $48 million some more touches? That's the part, again, goes back to the whole play calling. Yes. Is it time to allow someone else to do it? Take a step back and go, you know what? I think I know what I'm doing, but the proof is in the pudding that right now I'm 216-1 and one as a play caller and 221-1 and one in his last five going back to his UC days, in mm. case you're wondering. So um, at that point, you have to allow, I think, some, if it's Brian, fine. If it's... Um, it would have to be Brian, right? Yeah, probably, or if it's Jamel Singleton, fine. Whoever you sure. want to make the play call. I, sure. I don't care who it is, but some, it's time for somebody else to get that opportunity, in my opinion. If you were going to pay Joe Mixon, this cannot be how you use him. No! They should have just signed... You can't stay on the field for third they, down? They should have signed Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Like, if this is how you're using him... Yeah, I don't mind the whole third down thing. I don't... But you're, you're not saying every third down. You're but saying that you paid a guy forty million dollars and he's a two down guy. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind Geo and third down. So well, then the Freeman Geo combo would have yes. saved yeah. about ten million dollars. No, you're, you're right about that part. Yeah, you're and, right about you know, that part. And, and, and so yeah, they got to get better at using. But that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about talent wise. Like, who are they maximizing right now? Because I think Joe Burrow's making them look better. Yeah. Yes. I think the offensive line is trash. I think they're they're not getting the most out of Green. Regardless, they're not making life easy on him. Okay, the other, uh, I, I guess they they maximized T Higgins yesterday because they got him open in the end zone a couple five times. Five catches it, for forty yards. That it, wasn't overly exa- dynamic, it, but and it was that's good. what I mean. Like I, I'm trying to give them the benefit. No here. down, no so, down the field. I don't know throws. who they're making better. Who here, are they making better right here, now? Here's my question then, and, and this I think for any team in football. What is your offensive identity? What are you? Are you built on short passing game? Are you built on deep passing game? Are you built on play action rollouts? Are you Simple. built on bootlegs? Are you built uh, on Joe Mixon? The shoulders of Joe Burrow. Yes, fifty passes a game. Let's just average fifty a game. That's it. Okay, but even if even on the shoulders of Joe Burrow, what's the identity of his passing? They don't game? pass it, down the field. Is it Drew Brees dink and dunk? Uh, is it, it's. Is it taking five to ten shots a game down the field? What's the idea? It's, that, it's, this is not a knock on Joe. Don't, I'm asking no, what's the it's idea? Joe, walk up to the line, diagnose it, and make the call. It is. Ooh, hey, it's a lot for a kid. It's, it's a ton for a kid. It's, like, hey, we're not going to adjust and, and, and scheme around a bad offensive line. Take a five-step drop, hitch, and then just move. Like They're doing nothing to scheme 
For a, no, a, the, only, the only two times they did was that rollout to the short field yeah. where two guys ran the same route it looked like, and there's yeah, nobody to throw Boyd it to. Boyd and Green are right, hugging. They're, they're like, I mean, it's like, what, what was the route concept? What was what was that all about? And he, had would, to, and he threw it away. And it felt like Joe, like, three steps into it, looked and went, forget this. <laughs> Come on. Watching, watching yesterday, you, you have this eerie feeling about quarter, like Andrew Luck took a, a, a lot of hits through India's first couple yeah. years. Body shut down, walks away from the game. Uh, David Carr... Based 75 on, sacks for David Carr. Yes. 76. Actually, Joe's on pace to get sacked 75 times. Yes. Yeah, we he's closing eight, it. Eight yesterday. So, and and oh people people scoff at that and say, well, no, it, it, he's different. David okay. Carr was a train wreck after that. Yes. You you, you start seeing – and, and again, Joe Burrow is – I don't think you could ask more of what we've seen from Agreed. Joe Burrow through three games. I think everyone can agree on that. He has the most completions in league history. Yep. Yes. And, and not, just, not just the completions, the way he's managing everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. how many guys can take hits and just get – like, if, if I'm – if I'm someone in the Bengals, I just I have that the clip of him getting hit and knocked out yesterday on on rerun in the front office, and just just make the front office decision makers watch that over and over again because they failed to do anything to protect what could be the biggest investment in the NFL right now. Okay, we, talk, so, we talked about Trent Williams, dude. We talked about him. Like the, they, they could have offered 33 and got him. All right. Yes. So so as much as we're pointing the finger at the coaching staff and rightfully so, mm-hmm. how much does Duke Tobin? Get, how much culpable is he in? A all lot. Of this? Yes. A lot. We've look. They went to the playoffs for five straight years from 11 to 15. Part of that was because of the offensive line. Yes. The reason that streak was snapped, a big big part of it, it was every, the 2015 draft. Yeah, offensive line was trashing. 16, 17, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. So you knew going into this year. All right. We have weapons. Green's coming back. We're going to get Joe Burrow. Look at what he did at LSU. And they draft Akeem Adenogy, who I think could end up being okay some point. But you wait until the sixth round to do that. And that's it. It, You passed on uh, the the Josh Jones kid from Houston twice, Mm -hmm. which people were talking about him, 33rd overall. And then he was there again in the third Mm -hmm. round. You go with Logan Wilson, which is fine. Like, I'm not knocking the players they did draft. That's fine if you make a move for another tackle. But that's it. You had to have made a move, and they didn't do it. They they give Trey Waynes a bunch of money, which no one was crazy about that deal to begin with. Why didn't you take that and apply it to the offensive line? I wasn't crazy about overpaying DJ Reader. I think he's been okay, but for that kind of money, I need a dude, man. The Trey Waynes thing was more that the Bengals were willing to spend it, not it about not about the not about the player they got, but no, just I think oh, that's they, what it was. They we're spending money. money. Wow, we're spending okay. money. Yes. In, in that part's awesome. But now that you realize Burrow is legit and is what is he now? The second best quarterback in the AFC North. Well, I mean, how did, how, did we, how did we rank him when the season started? I, I had him. I had him third, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I had Ben fourth. I mean, Ben's playing well too. <laughs> he actually. is playing very see, well. Yes, yeah, yeah I is. got that right. But you know, we'll see. Until but, that elbow goes. But, but I think he's ahead of Baker. Like, I think Bur- the Bengals are putting everything on Burrow. Mm-hmm. Baker's never had everything put on him. Right. You know, it's a bunch of play action and stuff. So, like, you're doing all this for him, or putting all this on him, and you're doing nothing for him. Yeah, I guess. Be- the- because you're not making – how many easy plays does Joe have? How many easy plays? Where it's, it's just – Very few. He had, it, he had it's early a yesterday drew sample. It's yeah. a grind, yes, man. The only time is when they go two-minute and hurry up. Yes. It's the only time it's easy. By the way, because- can we start with that? Yeah. Uh, and I'm saying we like you. Can the Bengals start with that? Yeah. Start with the, the two-minute drill. I'm concerned. I'm concerned, one, because it looked like Jonah Williams took a step back this week. Yeah, I, but... I, Jonah the thing, struggled the, the at thing, times. The thing I will say is this, and that's where it kind of compounds itself, is he's. I, I think he plays well for probably 85 to 90% of the snaps, but right now the, the miss is a glaring miss, and that's unfortunate. It's a glaring miss. And I miss, think that'll, that'll be fixed. But there's one thing with, uh, w- with him is that 
there's possible upside. Yes. We don't know if it's upside. We, we know it's because possible. Because I will say, the glaring miss, you go, damn, Jonah. But I, honestly, most of the time when I'm watching, yeah. I, I don't even notice him, which yeah, is I a good thing. Yeah, I, I think he's fine. I do, but he's still, But there's still... Michael Jordan, I think, has been fine. Yeah, it's Trey nice. He was awful fine. that Thursday game. Yeah, I, mean, I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the realm of possibility Hopkins is good. that they can be better. We already know what the right side of the line is. Yes. And and the problem is, is that people sat in that organization and at some point said, we someone can... someone stood up and said, we're good. Yeah. We don't need anything No, here. you're right. We're well, good. And whoever did that, especially after you draft Joe Burrow at number one overall, that's who should be on the hook for this. Because you're watching yesterday, Bobby Hart's not getting any better. Xavier Suofilo, not getting any better. Fred Johnson, no, Billy no, Price. No, can't wait for Xavier Suofilo to get back. Right. That's where we're at right now. You're, you're, you're going to get... You you are going and, and you saw, you saw the unfortunate possibility yesterday. Someone's going to get seriously hurt. Yes. Like if that if that hit is in any different place, then Joe Burrow has a shoulder injury, or Joe Burrow has a chest injury, or Joe Burrow has a concussion or, yeah, problem, or, or yeah, hits so, his head on the ground with the, the back of again, his head. Eight sacks, countless countless other hits that he took. Someone has to be to blame for that. And look, someone has to to. I, I just don't know what the answer is now that well, the season okay. has started. All right, so, so, so that's where they're at, though. Right, mm-hmm. So what do they do now at right guard and right tackle? What are they going to do? Well, they're going to— what, what, what can they—I guess what, what can they here's do? Here's what they're going to do. They're going to promote Alex Redmond I this think that's absolutely— And Alex Redmond's going to start because— I think that's absolutely— He's not going to get his ass kicked right. like these other two. Now, he might have the penalties, but these other two had penalties, too. They both had penalties on Sunday. Billy had two huge ones. Huge yeah. ones. Oh, my God. The, the hold. The hold was huge. Oh, my God. Snatch up little arms. Anyways, or, or tiny arms, short arms, short arms, Billy arms. Price. Yeah, my God. And, and people were like, oh, well, it looked better in the second half. It looked better because of Burrow, not because so, of Price. So, so if, Here, if here's you, what if I would move, do, If though. you move Alex into right guard, I'm with you. That's where mm-hmm. the move I'd make. I think well, that's what they'll do. I, I, yeah, and I, I, you're going to laugh at me when I say this. Oh, boy. I think I'd put Fred at right tackle and see what I thought. I mean, last year they seemed very natural there, mm-hmm. more natural than he does at guard. I, It can't hurt. What can it hurt right now? I, I, I would. I would practice him there this week, and that's what I would do. Uh, against you have to because if you run the same group out there against Jacksonville and Burrow sack four or five times, and, and what message are you sending? Here's what else I would do. I would be calling teams every. Se- I would be buying, buying right now. No question. And, and because the reality is, these games and I know Burrow dismissed it about momentum and stuff, but they certainly matter. <laughs> you know, from a, a development standpoint for him and, and the, the direction of the franchise. Dude, losing is contagious. It, it, it truly is contagious. And this team is losing at a high rate. I remember talking. Um, I interned for Archell Hawkins way back in the day. And he told me he get, got drafted in the second round. He got there in 98. And he was like, a year or two in, it's like, oh, we lost today. Yeah, right. And, and you just back up and you my, got, my paycheck would be cash. I didn't get yeah. hurt. I played to the best of my ability, but I could yep. have given maybe a little more. And my cash will, and my then, check will, will clear on And Tuesday. then he went to Carolina and New England and those yeah. places, and it was different. Where are you seeing yeah. that right now? The Jets. Yes. Teams yeah. like the Jets. Yes. Like, that's what you don't want Joe Burrow to become. Yes. Because he still has that fire. I have an idea, and it's a New York team, and it's a familiar face. Oh, Kevin Zeitler. Kevin Zeitler, baby. I, I, I absolutely consider Go him. get him. I'd absolutely Go get him. Didn't they right move now. on from him already? They did at a high price. Did they move on from what they moved on from Whitworth? They moved on from too. Whitworth. But I think for Zeitler though, they moved on because of the high price. Now mm-hmm. at this point in the game, I don't know what he's making, but I think you have to pay whatever that is, whatever the contract's left. But, you, Twelve million or something. Okay, yeah. but, uh, Don, I, I think it's a t- actually I think it's a ten million dollar cap hit, which and I hate to say this, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. If you're making Ross inactive, they have like nine and a half million. I looked at it the, this last night, nine and a half million in cap or ten, right around there. 
But if you move Ross, you save about two million in cap space. So yeah, you, which is not awful. Yeah, the, the no, differential. No, no, yeah. So then yeah. you'd have enough to right, do right, that move right, and be fine. Right. And, and there will be a team or the, no, maybe teams. the Giants. No. The Giants, I think the Jets, I think I mean, the, would, I think the Patriots, like give, you, I don't know how it would work in New England, but I, the Patriots. Wouldn't you like to give Daniel Jones a, a a better weapon than what he's got on the outside? Sterling Shepard's always hurt. Golden Tate's an old man. I mean, at least John's got upside and potential. I, I, if I was the Giants, yeah. I'd, I'd seriously consider that. I think there are teams that are certainly looking at him today. Right? You'd have to have that Absolutely. But, but to, to get back to the Bengals, you were aggressive in the offseason. You were. I praised them for that. Mm-hmm. I like their offseason overall. You clearly failed in the trenches. Yeah. Right, you're wrong. Be aggressive right now. Agreed. Give up draft third round pick. Who gives it? And damn? if you're if you're not, what message do you send to Joe Burrow, as opposed to if you are, because if you if you go in and say, look, we we, we messed up. We're trying. Here's the move we're gonna make. You're at least sending a message to Burrow. Like <laughs> if you hey, could get Kevin Zeitler, four of the five spots feel pretty damn good. Yeah, and then then honestly, pretty you, good. You can scheme around one guy, right? Yeah, one. Can, you can chip over there. You can put the tight end over there all the time. You mm-hmm. can do things to help Bobby yeah. out. You can't really, help, you can't help four can we, guys. Can we out. do that anyway? Mm, Did, was Drew Sample blocking a defensive end yesterday? Oh boy, no. The, the answer was no. He was not. Oh, he wasn't. Yeah, he was not. <laughs> Derek Barnett made him look silly. I was oh, like, wait, silly. Gosh, <laughs> best blocking tight end in the draft. Remember that at all times. As, uh, as, they'll, and they'll tell you run blocking. We as, meant run blocking. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. They say that. Yeah, they did. You know, uh, yeah, you might, yes. yeah, for the, in the draft that was that was the whole thing. He's the best run blocking tight end in the draft. That's why they took him. And then what was James Casey's statement of? Yeah, we think he can be an okay receiver mm-hmm. one day. Yeah. Oh, well, great. That's a great second round draft pick. As maddening as that was, I yesterday. actually think Drew Sample is going to be okay. I think he's going to be okay. I thought he was a good player. I thought that was more of a role yesterday. That was a brutal. It was a reach. Yeah, that was a reach. I thought he had more of a role yesterday. Yeah, it's amazing. As as maddening as that was yesterday, could you imagine being a Philadelphia Eagle fan and watching? Well, that? you, you got to kick it with sixty four yards. Yes, I kick that. Yeah. I kick it all day. It was interesting. I, I read. I don't know if you got a chance to read through the Eagles players' quotes. Um, I, I didn't read them. I didn't read literally everyone. They seemed okay with it. They seemed like that they understood why he did it and understood that it was a tough decision to make. But I think I try it. I get that the Bengals would have had the ball in great field position and they're one completion away from maybe winning the other way. But is there a difference between zero and three and zero two and one? Fifty nine. I mean, or honestly, 64. is there, is, is there no, a difference between? It, it doesn't. Not much. I mean, right. in the NFC East, maybe. Maybe because that division's so bad. You're right. Seven, eight, and one might get you. Might get you in. But but I think Elliott would have made it. I think I it would have been interesting. Story. I it had the been whole story written. I, I did too. And can I was, you <laughs> imagine? I had seven different the leads talk written today. I know it was a nightmare. <laughs> Such a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Um, look, look good. Shut. Except that before the half, like he said, like there's always something with him. Right. There's always. What was he trying to do? Was he trying to put it to the corner of the pylon? I mean, what was he trying Just to do? Just out of the back of the end zone. Exactly. They're not going to return thing is it far anyway. Right. Thump well, that thing is far. Were you, you, can were you upset when, when the Bengals got the ball back and had a timeout that they didn't try a, a deep pass to maybe try to get to midfield? I, I think they were going. I think what they tried that first play to Joe where they swung it to him, I think they were hoping that they'd clear out and he could get you 10 to 15 and then you take your shot to the end zone and it didn't work. I mean, they defended it pretty well. So No, no I mean at the end of the half. No, you know, that's what I'm thinking. No, yeah. the, the end of the game was... The end of the game, they, they didn't have a timeout. No, they? no, correct. Yeah, the, yeah, end of the, half, used... the end of the half, they, they hit that swing pass to yeah. Joe and I think some of it was they were trying to get 10 or 15 yards and take yeah. a shot, so I, I had no problem with that. Right, you had one more thing, James? End of the game, would you have done anything or do you just preserve End it of there? the overtime? Or end, or of, the... end of the overtime, yes. I you do anything? I, would, I think I would have done what they did. You hope to pop something. Maybe he runs it out of bounds up about the forty, and you chuck one deep. I, there's really nothing. At that, you point, can do at that point, I don't. I don't want the the vaunted, I don't. I don't want Joe to get hit. Again. I don't want that vaunted four man rush from Philly to yeah, be able to get another yeah, hit. I, I don't want Joe all, to. Get all I know is, is outside of that Giovanni Bernard forty two yard. 
God, the Eagles are awful play. Yes. Yeah. This this offense cannot make any plays downfield. No. And that's where you I'm going to end it where we started. It's where you miss his potential. He's, he should be active week four. Is week four a must win? All right, that's what I want to end this Bengals segment on this. It is a must win because then comes Baltimore on the road, then comes Cleveland, then comes the snowball. So at what point— They should beat Cleveland. Keep going. This I, I agree, but hear me out. At, at what point, though, if there's zero in that left-hand column, do you have to consider pulling the plug? I mean, me? I'm close. <laughs> Anyways, um, look, you have- they, they won't this season. I th- they, they, I, they will not. I think I agree with you, and I probably deep down do because I know this organization. Mm-hmm. We all do know it well. They don't make rash decisions. They don't make decisions that seem logical. They just they're on their own timeline. But I gotta think if you're if you lose this game, which is extraordinarily winnable, it's a bad football team. You're actually favored. You're, it's gonna be the only game you might be favored in. All yes, year. yeah, the Giants maybe because the Giants are so maybe. bad. But but still, your point's yeah. well taken. Um, you don't win this, you might have that zero in the, in the loss column again to the bye week. And at that point, can you really keep trotting this out and, from the fan base? And, now the flip side is, I can see them winning this game, going to Baltimore, playing tough, coming no. back and beating Cleveland. You go. Okay. You know, what, is, two, what does playing tough in Baltimore two, three, consist and one? of? Losing by 30? I don't know, but I'm just... That I'm, Baltimore I'm defensive this. line will have a field day. Th- that's the scary part. Is like They haven't played the Steelers or the Ravens the, the, yet. The Steelers and Ravens defenses are much better than the defenses they faced. Like the Steelers the defense got challenged early yesterday, and then they completely shut down Houston for two and a half quarters. And, and, and that's, that's it. And that's why you need to be able to get easy, you know, Easy plays here and there because it's a grind for Burrow, yeah. and he's not going to be able to grind it out against Pittsburgh. No, he's going to get his head kicked in. We we sat there and watched, um, or, or talked about having a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal mm-hmm. and what that does for you as far as freedom to make moves and, to pay and, Joe and, Mixon to be and to build a team, right? Yeah, to to pay Joe Mixon and and <laughs> and maybe to, to extend AJ Green. Well, that that holds true to your coaching staff too. Mm-hmm. You have a very small window. Before okay, now here we are. We're, we're due to pay Joe Burrow a lot of money. Uh, can we afford? Because as you mentioned, this would be an enticing job for a ton of NFL coaches. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Take away what the organization's done. You look at the talent on the field, and you're starting with Joe Mixon and, and Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd. Tyler, people would be lining up right now. So for me, if you lose this week, and you know you have such a small window to compete. And I'm watching what the Ravens and Steelers are doing. They're not like they're they're not getting worse. Mm-hmm. Then then you have to be aggressive. And look, it it was a it was a move that hey we're, we're hoping that this is the next Sean McVay. I watched I've watched every one of the Rams games thus far. He's not Sean McVay. And, and here, Offensively minded, he's not Sean McVay. And I think the Bengals have better skilled players than the Rams do. And here, and here's part of it too, because people would say, "Oh, yeah, but the Rams, you know, they were more set up for winning, and they invested in the line." Fine, but you, you know, another offensive minded coach that struggled early on from a record standpoint, but you knew he was that dude, Kyle Shanahan. They were bad right. in San Francisco. Cliff but, Kingsbury. But you knew you were like, "Oh, this is going to work once they get the quarterback. Once sure. they get some more talent in there, he showed flashes." Yeah. What flashes? Do you watch have we Adam? Seen from do you this watch Adam Gase right now and think there's going to be a, no. a change? No, he's, I watch. He's closer to Gase than he yes, is right. Correct. Than yes. Shanahan yes. and, and, and well, no. it goes back. I, I remember I, I had somebody in the Bengals organization that absolutely was livid at what I wrote when Zach Taylor got hired, which is it just feels like he's skipping a step along the way, and oh. it's a flavor of the month. And I get, I hate flavors of the month. I just do. It's just 
just because I always believe. And you're not wrong. I doubted it when they did it. Just, I would have went with Bienemy. Yeah, just because I don't even know about that either. I, I need to know more about Eric. But yeah, but but, but, but something like like I get an offensive coach. I just Taylor was just very. Unknown. I'm just. A, I, I don't always understand why it's the assistant on the hot staff that people think is the genius. I mean, look at how many guys have come from the Belichick tree and absolutely failed yeah. as head coaches. Matt failed. Patricia. I mean, I latest. can remember a lot of coaches off the Bill Walsh tree. Paul Hackett, and you're too young to remember Paul Hackett. Paul Hackett mm-hmm. coached at USC, he coached at Pitt, he coached in the NFL. He was miserable. Mark Tressman has bounced around. It's, guys, you're like, yeah. it's like, how does this happen? And I think some of it is, well, he must be a genius because he's coaching with a genius. No, mm-hmm. no. He's, he's doing what the genius is asking him to do, and that's great, but that doesn't make him a genius. Yeah, when they... Uh... When he was mentioned and it was clear that they were they were bringing, I was like, "Are you guys serious?" Bruce Arians is out there. Like that was one that I no. Was- the, the person in the organization called, called my general manager ripping me because he said this guy's the hottest guy off of the hottest staff in football. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife, I said, "And what does that mean? Does that mean he's going to be automatically great?" And you waited for him for two months. By the way, yes, which meant your coaching staff wasn't nearly as good. You were playing behind, from behind when it, when it came to all the offseason stuff, and you, you, the draft was very spotty at best. Yeah, and you were definitely disorganized free agent wise. And you okayed the Bobby Hart extension. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe that was above his head. But that that goes back to: uh, Are you a strong did. enough personality? Are you a yes man? Yes. Or are, are you a strong enough personality? Say, right. I, I don't want this. All right, I got a couple quick NFL hits for you here, fellas. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two three and O teams, and you tell me which one you would buy stock in to to, to make the playoffs. Would you buy? Actually, I'll, I'll give you a three and O, and an O and three. I take it back. Oh, the Bears three and O, or the Texans O and three. Which one would you buy stock in to make the playoffs? That's good. Is Nick Foles quarterbacking here on out? And we'll find out today. Maybe if it's Foles, then I'm, I'm going the Bears. Mitch had a 45-yard run yesterday. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans. You know what? Actually, know, I, their I, schedule's th- been brutal. Yeah, it's been brutal. But you know and what? They the should Texans have won yesterday. Don't have any more as DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, they started. The I think they losses. missed that. I think they missed that though. I do think they they definitively missed that. And their defense isn't isn't all oh, that great. So either. you're saying they they want some more speed down there, huh? But but I'm with mm. you though. Yeah, exactly. They have any offensive linemen <laughs> exactly. to send up? <laughs> exactly. No, they don't. Their lines trash. Or, too. Last year, their we, lines so bad. Were we talking last year about how bad Seattle's offensive line is? Russell Wilson was like flat foot yesterday in the pocket. Well, yeah, they they drafted um they drafted a guard that's been really good. I oh. forget his name, second or third round. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. That's a crazy oh. costume. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give you two. Oh. Why would you draft a guard that early? I'm Losers. Gonna you, I'm gonna give you two one and two teams, and you tell me which one you buy stock in to make the playoffs. The Cowboys, which is probably easy because of that division, mm. or the Saints. Saints easy. P- p- easy? People are, people are, no, people are selling this. Like, the Cowboys. Well, yeah, because Philly, of that division. Philly's still winning the NFC East. It's 7-8-1. They're, they're really going to win that. That's why they punted. That's why they punted. Hey, make sure we get that a half win and half loss. Well, that'll, that'll, that'll yeah, really the Cowboys got in. Seattle tonight. They're taking an L. Yeah, exa- so. Right, exactly. Yeah, we know, we know where the schedule sits for us. <laughs> this happens every year, I feel like. I, I, would, uh, I, I would say the Saints. All right, now, lastly, because this is the year of the expanded playoffs, and they all would be in if the playoffs started today. Do all four NFC West teams make the playoffs? Seahawks are three and zero. Cardinals are two and one. We took a brutal loss yesterday. That Bad was loss. awful. Bad loss. Cost me a parlay. In case you're wondering. Rams two and one, and the 49ers two and one. Yes. Do all four make the playoffs? I think the the Cardinals fall out. I think I be think you're probably seven right. and nine, eight and eight, yeah. and they just outside look because of it. games like yesterday. Games yeah. you shouldn't the lose. Lions, can't lose. Yes, at home. You can't lose. Patricia's anything. still gone, but still. Yeah. But, um, lastly, first coach. had a great interception in that game. First coach to be fired. Adam Gase. 
Zach Taylor. No, um, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, it should. Adam Gates should be gone right now. I'm trying yeah, to think I'm, if there's anybody else. Dan Quinn. You can't keep losing double-digit fourth quarter leads. They lost oh. me a six-game parlay yesterday, the uh, Falcons. Trust me, dude. I had them teased and lost, oh. a, lost a five-team teaser because of Damn them. Quinn. They were getting three up 16. I thought, oh, I'm good here. This is great. I'm good. I still think it's Adam Gase, New York. Let me give you one more. Right. Yes. Who are you buying more right now, Tampa Bay or New England? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay because Cam gets hurt at some point, in my opinion. And if Cam gets hurt, there goes their chances. Even if Cam doesn't get hurt, man. Tampa Bay's starting to roll, baby. Gronk had some catches yesterday. And you know what? The the rushing game? And and their defense is playing really, really well. Their defense is good. Uh And and that's the thing I don't think people realize. That's against Jeff Driscoll? Are we, are we, they dominated Jeff Driscoll. Man, and then they're defending in there against New Orleans. The Patriots on. dominated the undefeated Vegas Raiders. The Vegas Raiders. You want to talk about phonies. Put some say, respect on buy, You want to buy stock in them making the playoffs or no? Oh, my God. Probably no? No. Okay. All right, when we continue, we're going to talk some high school football. we got college football still ahead. We spent a lot of time on that segment, and rightfully so, because there was a lot to talk about. It's the Angry Quarterbacks podcast, Season 5, Episode 5, from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome back into the Angry Quarterbacks Podcast, Season 5, Episode 5. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. James Rapine from SI.com. And the real quarterback, Tony Pike, back after a, a week's hiatus. So you did not attend a high school game this week, correct? I did not. But I'm guessing you saw some scores from afar. Oh, I, I scoreboard watch for sure. I know sure. you did. Speaking of scoreboards. Is this the, the, the John Ross waiver wire studio? What? <laughs> <laughs> The John Ross can't get any separation studio. Oh, he could get separation. There it was. There it was. I, I, had to, I had to dig that one in. Did you see him on the sidelines yesterday? <laughs> no. Yeah, he was six feet away. He, he, hey, he's the most. He, he's got to practice, yes. practice social distancing on the field. Ton of separation. Field. Yeah. Ton of separation. Holy cow. Uh, a reminder, you can catch the uh, Greater Cincinnati Scoreboard and Recap Show each Saturday. Tom Gamble, myself, Tony Pike, when he's available and not hey, on I'm vacation. Back this Saturday. He is back this Saturday. This past week, we got a chance to talk with Jake Miners, the Central Head Coach. Uh, also talked to uh, Steve Specht from... Uh, from St. Xavier, and uh, really enjoyed that conversation. Steve's got a, a new book out about that uh, championship team, and, and uh, Kent McCullough as well from Turpin. Um, and so let's dive into the Ohio uh, last week of the regular season, fellas. You can catch some of our games this week on ESP Media on WatchHSSports.tv. I'll be at LaSalle for Muller at LaSalle. Also, we got Princeton at Fairfield, Loveland at Kings, and Wyoming is at Taylor. James, you did a game on TV Friday night. I did. Tell yeah. the fine folks what you did. Little Deer Park, Madeira, on Star 64. Madeira, man. Look good. All right. Look good. They, uh, I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to be close. And, uh, so that's 13, I believe it's 13 straight against Deer Park. How about that? So. Tony's usually the man who's got the CHL knowledge with Redding. How's Redding doing, Tony? Redding guess, who, guess who they have this week? They have Redding. Chris Stewart's squad. They're going to knock out Redding. Redding lost to They're going to get to 500 going into mm. the playoffs. On a roll. Redding lost. On a roll. But as, as Sam Otrick can But if, if you if you pass the Redding field, uh, they do have a banner up that says, we don't whine, we don't get embarrassed, that's and exa- we don't quit. That's right. I, I like that. I think that's, that's a lesson for life, Tony. They didn't. For sure. They hung in there against Mary. An absolute lesson for life. Just like you didn't quit in the Sugar Bowl. Did not quit. <laughs> you know, that's part of the UC fight song. It fight is. to the finish. Fight to the finish. Never give in. Never give in. Wish Tim who? I'm going to go wish that, it held, wish that it held true against Tyrod Taylor the year before. You do your best, boys. We'll do the rest. Yep. It's onward to victory. Exactly. And if you go back to that Orange Bowl, 7 <laughs> yes. nothing. I did my best. Yes, you did. Defense didn't do the rest. That's correct. And Carlos Dunlap owned you. Right, Carlos yeah. Dunlap is your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's crazy because if there's one person that knows what Joe Burrow went through yesterday, yes, it's just, you. Re, just go back to the Sugar Bowl. It's you for sure. All right, this week, uh, the, the Ohio playoffs, they're going to seed each of the regions and then uh, match people up accordingly. It's not like the basketball seeding process, for those that are wondering where uh, teams get to kind of put put their name on the board. This is interesting, I feel Basically. like, the seeding process. I do too, and I'm, I'm using Joe Idle, and he's been doing um, unofficial uh, uh, Harbin ratings this year because they're not using the Harbin system, but he's been doing them each and every week. And there's a pretty easy symmetry in, in Division One, Region Four, where there are 16 teams. And if you rank them right now based on Joe Idle, you'd have Oak Hills at Lakota West, Fairfield at Princeton, Lebanon at St. X, West Claremont at Elder, Milford at Hamilton, Sycamore at Mason, Cole Rain at Lakota East, and then Moeller at Walnut Hills. A one in f- it'll probably be a one in five Moeller team after they play LaSalle on Friday, with a chance to really win a first round playoff mm-hmm. game against Walnut Hills. So, I I, th- I think when you look at this, to me, I only I only, you- have, only have two teams that I, maybe three. I can stretch it to Elder. I don't know if they're good enough defensively. I've you know I got a chance to see them a couple of weeks ago. Are you all in on Lakota West? I, I don't think they're good enough offensively. I, I, just, I just I just and again I know it's a shortened season. I just don't feel like I know enough yet. I, I get a chance to watch X on Friday and what a great performance by the backup quarterback Ryan yeah. Nolan, who I only called Nolan Ryan one time. I was proud <laughs> of myself. No, Ryan, Ryan Nolan, he was Ryan twenty of twenty of three. Who, who does he work with? Oh well, <laughs> part of the academy. Got to be Tim. Part of the Tony Pike but, Academy. But that's a that's a, a quarterback that this year. So if if you look at the the hierarchy at St. X right now, he was third on the chart. Brogan, right, Brogan McKay wins the job and has been great this year until he got hurt. Uh, Max Clare is the backup. He got hurt. Starts at tight end and gets hurt. And Ryan Nolan, they said, look, not going to get many reps. Do you want to go play corner because you're athletic enough to do it? So he goes over and plays corner. Gets called back out because uh, Broken has uh, had to miss the game Friday, and by all accounts, that's he was a great spectacular. game. Spectacular, twenty of twenty-three. Yeah. Um, didn't miss a beat. Got got nicked up. Came back in. I think cramped up. Actually, yeah. came back in. Which, if you think about it, isn't the worst thing because if you're a quarterback playing defense, you're going to learn a heck of a lot more about mm-hmm. what the defense is doing. He did a good job. I mean, but he really he was he was outstanding. For saying, sure. that, saying next to me, I, I feel like I know more about them than West because I know what Saint X has with yes. their weapons. Liam Clifford is at Saint X. And I know that he is a, a game changer. And the Patterson kid at wide receiver, yep. too. I mean, they're both really good. And, and I mean, they could, got two dudes. To me, you could stretch that to Elder as well because of what Drew I Ramsey th- yeah, can th- do. Uh, Offensively. And, and the quarterback, Hamilton. Yes. He, he's a, uh, that, that kid is completely. I can't think of that. that they have like a 6'8 receiver, too. And Neiman. Yes. Uh, ben Neiman, I think. But Ben Hamilton, the quarterback, it's yeah. incredible to me. He's 80 for 105. Think about that percentage for a second. Like for like 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, and no interceptions. Yeah. And, I mean, their offense is really good. Defensively, though, I just don't right. know if they've got enough to get it done. But those would be some interesting matchups. In Division Two, I was a little disappointed in Kings, to be honest with you. Kings had a chance to pick up a game with Lakota West on Friday. Lakota West reached out when their game was canceled. They mm-hmm. said, no, we're going to go play Tease Valley. And the only reason I say this, Kings has had a really good season. They're yeah. really productive offensively. Wouldn't you want to see how you measure up with somebody as good as Lakota West in, for when you might play LaSalle or you might play Winton Woods? In years past, no. This year, because it doesn't, yes, mean, anything. doesn't mean anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Go see go see how good you are. Yeah, it can't hurt. Why wouldn't you? I, Especially in hindsight, like you'd almost want that test. Yes. Going into it. And yes. as a as a coach, you spin it perfectly. Like, hey, if we're if we're losing, just tell the kids like, hey, we're just trying some different stuff. And if you compete, it's hey, we just competed with the best yeah, you, right now in Division One. You treat it as almost, yes. And I don't want to say a scrimmage, but kind of like a yes. scr- where you're like, hey, let's go out there and see how we stack up. C- correct. And and here's here's why I bring that up. 
if you look at Division Two Region Eight again, these are unofficial. This is not how it's it's going to be seated, but um, but this is how they would rank. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but when you look at the matchups, Kings right now is third, LaSalle is sixth. Mm. Okay, if you were to win LaSalle, then you got Winton Woods sitting there right now as yeah. number two. You might have to play LaSalle and Winton Woods in back to back weeks deep in the playoffs without really being tested at that right. point. Are you really going to pass either one of those tests? I don't know if you. I think LaSalle at a six is going to be tough for anybody. <laughs> no, no doubt. I mean, yeah, no question. That's, well, didn't they just come off? A, I know they lost to Cathedral. Yeah, but not they, a they, ho hum type of. But they were missing a bunch yeah, of guys. Not, a, not an evening of just ho hum. We're going to go play. And an they play. And they played Cathedral very tough yeah. too as well. Um, in Division Three, New Richmond sits at number two in this in the ratings. Baden is number three. Ross is number four. Ross has thrown eight passes all year, by the way. <laughs> Literally eight. They threw a fifty-five yard touchdown pass. Maddening. But they averaged four hundred plus yards rushing per game. They're fun to watch. We did their game on TV week before last against Harrison when they when they won there. Um, and lastly, in Division Four, I'm not going to go all the way down through Division Five. Where where Reading maybe where's Reading? You think, Tony? Probably sitting right where they want, about 14 or 15. Just laying in wait, baby. Just laying in wait. Um, as it sits right now, Indian Hill sits at three. Wyoming sits at four. McNick, which is having a very good season, sits at seven. So based on the way this would go, you would have Indian Hill and Wyoming probably not meeting until a regional championship game if they got seated that way. All right. Pencil it in. I, I think I'd pencil that in, too. Clinton Massey, though, sits at number yeah. one. And they're still—they're always really it's good. It's going to happen, and, and make the pick right now. Indian Hill this year. I agree. They're more talent. I think you're probably right, but yeah. I'm not. I, Wyoming knows how to win big games. And yeah. Again, it's the old until the the champ gets beat. I'm taking the champ, right? Okay. That's, I mean, I'm with you. Indian Hill's really good. So after Indian Hill beats Wyoming, then you'll say that Indian Hill. Well, I, that's Wyoming. right. I mean, yeah. you, you got to beat the champ. To, you got to beat the champ to be the champ, right? There's no question about that. And in Kentucky, Covcath keeps rolling along. They got another big win. So did Beachwood. Watch out for the wood. Cam. Cam. Cam might, be the, might be the best Cam we've talked about That's on this right. show Cam, today. Cam Hergett for sure. Nah, yeah, maybe. Are they? Are, 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 would you say Beachwood is favored to win a state championship? Are they in the conversation? I, I think they're very much more in the conversation than I thought, especially when they went and beat Corbin, played yep. Covcath within two, beat 6A Ryle. They got a really good Dixie team, which also played Covcath tough. And then from that point forward, they don't play a really a tough game until they get to the last game against the six. Did you watch the Cupcath game? I did not. I, I mm. was I was broadcasting a game, but I was watching the score on I my don't phone. Think the, I don't think the field goal went in. That's what everybody tells me. <laughs> I have I've, I've watched a couple angles of it. Yeah, it is what it is. Do they have me. a review yet in Kentucky they, football? They, they do not. Speaking of which, I got a great one for you guys. This this one kind of cracked me up on Friday. So there the. The sidelines now, you're allowed to have different spots you can go as a coach. You usually have the box or whatever. So, Moeller gets called for a sideline warning in the first half, which happens. We see it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't see how it was, but got a sideline warning. So, X scores a touchdown a little while later, and a flag goes down on X's sideline. And I'm assuming, oh, I guess X is going to get a sideline. No, the official from that side apparently thought he saw something that Moeller had done on the other side calls a sideline warning. Oh. This point then... There's an argument from Moeller's staff. Uh, Steve Specht is kind of an interested observer because I'm going to guess he probably put it in their ear to, to, to get the sideline <laughs> warning. All of a sudden, one of the officials trots down to the goalpost. I'm like, it's not that chilly. Maybe he's getting his jacket. He doesn't like the delay. I see him go into the goalpost, and he pulls out a book. Down he trots. Another official pulls out his book. They stand for 15 minutes looking at the oh. rule book, trying to figure out whether this is a sideline warning. 15 minutes? Wa- yes. Yes, the damnedest thing I've ever seen. And then guess what they did at the end of the day? Waved off the flag. (laughs) Over a sideline freaking warning, man. St. X has had some players cramp over the year. Maybe he's just trying to get get a little extra rest. rest. 
15 Man, minutes. I'm not sure I've seen that. I, I'm not sure I've seen the guy go down and get the rule book. What do you think, Fred? I don't know. I don't see it in here. Is it a new rule? Did you staple the new rule? Check the, the index. Book? Check yeah, the index. Exactly. Yeah, what's that? What is that? Where's the footnotes? Damnedest thing ever. All right, oh when we continue, we'll oh, talk Lawrence, some... uh, Lawrenceburg and East Central keep rolling, too. East Central is really good, yeah. man. They, they are. They, they beat. Uh, they won 30 to nothing over South Dearborn. They've still got a tough matchup at the end of the year yeah. with Ron Colley. Um, and if we, and we, had, we talked with Jake Miners on Saturday, and he talked about beefing that schedule up, playing yep. Ron Colley. They played Bishop Chittard, which they lost to 10 nothing, And they beat Moeller. And I think yep. that went over Moeller. While it's not a great molar team by any stretch, that's yeah. still for East Central a pretty nice measuring stick. And, and when you look up, I'm not sure they're going to play anybody probably better in 4A, maybe as good, better in 4A than Moeller, Roncalli, right. and, and Bishop Chittard. That, that game against Lawrenceburg is 7-7 at halftime, yes. and East Central kind of turns it on well, and, and, and works back through it. So Lawrenceburg's ranked, I think, 7th in 3A, yeah. East Central's 5th in 4A. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, I think that's more of a testament to East Central. It feels like each year... East Central just has a little bit yeah. more than Lawrence. Can we can we figure out something? And, and this isn't on the the high school level. This is all football. Can we have like a, a a mask uniformity thing? Because the way some of these coaches in the NFL are wearing masks to me, like the, the picture of Gruden last night in the mask. Yes. Um, what Belichick has been doing and hit like I what think are we some doing? of them are just completely uncomfortable with it yeah. for sure. And then the shield's got to go. The oh. shield, the shield has got to go. What Fantastic. I don't like the shield. No, the shield is exactly where it's. It doesn't protect you, by the way. No, correct. That that part's silly. But I like. I like. There's the, probably so much COVID inside that shield when the day when the game's over with. I like the coaches that mask it. up and still like hide their mouth with the play yes, calling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what's funny, Tone? You and Zach Taylor have the same choice in uh, in mouth mouthwear here. Yeah, you guys both have the next leaf. Oh yeah, next, next leaf. leaf. Yeah, that's that's, the, that's what the hipsters do. Yeah, that's the hipsters. That's the hipsters. Yeah. All right, we'll take I a thought, time. Out. I thought this was what Cliff Kingsbury wore. That's what uh, I was. Going I wonder for. if yeah, I wonder if you're uh, a better play caller. Probably Ooh, not. Wow. wow. We'll talk some college football when we continue. It's the Angry Quarterback Season Five, Episode Five from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Get the skinny on Cincinnati sports with Richard Skinner only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Exclusive content, in-depth analysis, podcasts, and more. Cincinnati sports news 24-7. Get the skinny only on Local12.com and the Local12 News app. Welcome back into our final segment of the Angry Quarterback Season 5, Episode 5 podcast from the John Ross. Can't be active whenever he's healthy and he can't get open because he can't get separation studio. John Ross to the CFL studio. Get the... Out of here! <laughs> what week you know, four? You know, week if, four. If, if the arena league was still in existence, he'd be great. Because remember, he did play Could both you ways. Imagine him with the commandos. Oh, playing corner and and wide sell receiver. Sell out. No it's question. funny. It's funny you're talking about the commandos. They would you, sell out. How'd US that tryout go? How'd that tryout go? I never for tried you? it with the commandos. That's right. You didn't because they never called. Eric Hicks did. That's right, he did, actually. That's a good point. I went. You watched the tryout? Did you watch the tryout? Did you throw for it? No, I went and watched the game. The one game he played. He played I, in a Commando game? Yes. I actually, broad, do do? I actually broadcast Commando games with, with Jim Breach. How do you do? Uh, you know, serviceable. The very first game, they, they literally had to go through five centers before they could find one that could shotgun snap. He's the guy who's now the head coach at New Miami, Andy Stuckert, who actually was listed on the roster as a running back. Yeah. And it got to the second half, and they, they literally said, "Can anyone? does anyone know how to shotgun snap? And that poor guy had to go from running back <laughs> to shotgun snapping in an arena league game. At that it point, was I'm a, like... It was a farce. Step on, I'm like, no, never a had before. farce. Who, who did quarterback for... Uh... I think it was Brett Dietz or no? Did did Ben Mock do it for Ben a year? Mock did? Yeah, maybe I was going to say did. the really good UC quarterback. Yeah, Remember him? Did, yeah, when yeah. he resurrected the Bearcats. Yeah. yeah. 
best season ever. Yeah, one Before, of them. Until. Yeah. Until, until what? Until. until. Speaking of until Bearcats. Zach Caleros? Speaking of Bearcats and best season ever. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> big win over Army. And I know you made the point you thought they would handle Army. And, and, and they did shut them down. We thought Marcus Freeman's defense did what he what we thought he was going to do. But Army's defense was really good. Now, my question for you guys is this. I'm sorry. Is handling someone, would that be covering the spread? I got 14 and a half in order. Oh, I got 12 and a half. Okay, well, then I got it at the right point, my friend. <laughs> well, I took the Bearcats. That that late touchdown, though, bailed you out because it looked like for all the world it was going in at 17 to 10, did it mm-hmm. not? Were you nervous at any point in that game, Absolutely. though? Absolutely. I was nervous okay. at the, the first possession with an option pitch. The guy bats it down, picks it up on a hop, and takes it in. Oh. Um, this is probably a knee jerk reaction, but having watched the game. Does this team run the table with Desmond Ritter at quarterback? Oh, man, I don't think so. Uh, because I watched the the teams that they will play against uh, in UCF and Memphis. I'm not worried about USF. They're no, horrid, but, which they but, play this week. But, but yes. SMU, UCF, UCF Memphis, looks better than I thought they were going to They'll win. all score points. And as good as this Bearcat defense is, and how it was the first time that that Army's offense hadn't scored an offensive touchdown. I can't remember the stat, but it was incredibly long. Marcus Freeman and what they do defensively will be enough. Um, I, I, I haven't seen enough from Des Ritter yet. I mean, missing – I mean, there was multiple guys he missed that were wide open in that game. And not just – Not just tight window not, wide not open. Not tight I mean, window. Wide open. Michael Young a couple times down plays, the scene. plays as well that would have resulted in touchdowns. Right. And that's one thing when your defense is in control. What about when you need those plays to stay, stay in it in the game? or to take a lead late in the game because they don't have Michael Warren this year. And as good as that running game can be... It got shut down on uh, Saturday. It, it got completely shut down. So the question is, when it gets shut down again, and somebody will shut right. it down, mm-hmm. can Desmond Ritter go win you a that's, big game? That's the, uh, see, I, last year you had the you had the security blanket in Josiah DeGora, and you had Michael Warren who you could turn and hand the ball off to. You were able to run a ton of play-action pass and be successful. But This, this year, year you might need to be more of a drop-back passer at yeah. times, and that's Ben Bryant. And, and it has been Ben Bryant since he got here. I mean, I don't think anyone would argue if you said, okay, out of UC's quarterbacks, who's the most accurate? I think most of the coaching staff would say Ben Bryant. Uh, but but Des uh, Ritter's back-to-back 11-win season. That's what I was going to ask you, James. How do you pull a winner out of the lineup? I, I know that the eyeball test may say Ben's the better fit, but right or wrong, Desmond Ritter has been nothing but a winner, maybe because of everybody around him, mm-hmm. maybe because he's been able to just manage games. Maybe because he's used his feet at the right times. Maybe at times he's made the big throw, but not enough. How do you pull a winner? I think you have to, one, have that conversation as a coaching staff, just in general. Hey, are we willing to do this at any point? Is this something we're we're open to? Do we think that there's a scenario, depending on how games play out, where we should turn to Ben Bryant? So that that's the, number one. And I, I do think that there is, look, Des Ritter, is he capable I think back-to-back 11-win season. It says he is. Yeah, like some of those throws the other day, like I can see him make those throws. I can too. So I don't think they're there yet, but as a coaching staff, you need to be prepared for anything. And it it stinks because you're waiting for him to take the next step at, because of the way the team was a couple of years ago and the expectations, how low they were, and how he played and the team played. And then last year there were times when he kind of held them back. And I multiple, think. Multiple, yeah, and I think and, last year though, I think we all agreed that it was a lot of that was injury related. Sure, but now it, it's not. And, and that's the reality. Is is yeah, he's healthy. But last year we, we heard about in camp how he looked great, yeah. how he was clearly the best looking quarterback. But, and then you see this. So it's good. But last year in games, he had like he said that security he had under 100 yards passing in, in multiple games last year. 
You're not going to be able to do that against the better no, teams. No, but I also think you, you gotta admit, some of that was injury related, yes. right? And some of that was also managing games where you yeah, can turn to where Michael you don't Warren want it, and but, go just run the clock. But out. if you're just by try, design, but yeah, if yeah. you're just trying to manage and hold on in a game, shouldn't that say enough right there about okay, maybe fair enough? Because what I think happened this year, and but how hard is that for a coaching staff? Though, and what Tony? I think had to happen, I think that the conversation was had going into camp this year that we're we're going to make him compete for camp and. What you have this year that you didn't have last year is you have the sample size of Ben Bryant against Memphis in that AAC game. Mm-hmm. At Memphis, on the road, sold out where the crowd is in it, and Ben Bryant did enough to keep you in that game. So now mentally, as a coaching staff, you, you're not putting Ben in wondering what he can do. You would put him in knowing what he can do, and I think that okay, so, that so would make the leash a little shorter. I've seen this at, at, at other programs. George has done it. They did it with Jake Fromm and and – Whoever came after him, Justin Fields got some snaps, but it wasn't Justin Fields. Anyway, you've seen programs do this, where maybe you tell Ben Bryant you get the first two series of the second quarter just to get yeah. him some reps. Do you start doing that just to build? This would be a yes. week where you could do it. Yes, this would be a you, week. Yeah, um, yes, I would just just to make sure he stays fresh because he already has that um, that that level of confidence from playing. There's one thing about the Bearcats that it, it's a it's a blessing on one side and it's a curse on the other. Because they have some really good run Montgomery, uh, Ford, McClellan, and Dokes are all good running backs. They interchange them so much. I feel like it would There's be nobody hard. getting a rhythm. There, no, there's no rhythm at, on the running game. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, let your series this time, and then it's your series. Last year was, hey, this is Michael Warren until he needs a break, and that was your identity. Right now, you got all these backs that can do different stuff, and I, I, I just don't know if there's a running game identity yet for the Bearcats. And that would be the argument against doing the two quarter or the two. To uh, possession thing because you want Ritter to get as much right. as many reps as possible, and that's a delicate balance. And I feel like most coaches. Right, what, what if he? Okay, what if, what if we do the uh, the flip side? Let's say he struggles for two series, and you even say, "Listen, Des, I'm going to give you a couple series to prove yourself here. If you struggle, I want to get Ben some." Snaps. Which is how Des got his job. Yes, mm-hmm. because they told got it pretty quick. Got it pretty quickly too. But that was at UCLA right. where they they said, "Hey, we're going to give Des some reps in this game," mm-hmm. and then he kind of never looks back. Right, but. I would do it as a plan like that to where, hey, we're just getting him Ben some rest because as a quarterback, you don't want to go out on the field and say, okay. all right, third and ten, if I don't complete this, I'm coming out. And then you try to force a ball right. and it gets intercepted. Right. Just play it natural. Hey, um, we want to get Ben you know, a little bit of a change of pace. We're, we're going to right we're back in after your yep, two series. He's and... going to get two series and we're going to throw you back in. Yep. Then it, it's, it goes into a game plan. Everyone knows what's going on. I, I had a game when I was coming back from my arm where I was just going to do any red zone snaps. So we knew going into the week, like, hey, Zach's going to be the guy, unless it's red zone, then I'm going to be the and both because of your mobility. Right? Yes, because of my mobility and being able to make plays in the red zone with my feet. <laughs> I think of you as Carson Wentz diving for the pylon. That's, yeah, that's the way. Sure. That's the way I look at it. All right, elsewhere around college football over the weekend, uh, the 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 Mike Leach show is so interesting to Love watch it. what they did in, in KJ Love Costello it. throw for 600 yards against LSU. He's a nut, but it was fun to watch for sure. I questioned if he could take that I, offense to the me SEC. Too, me too. Man, he did. I mean, it was incredible. It six, dude, six. I don't. I know LSU lost some dudes, and they were down their best corner who was sick, and all those things. But it's still six hundred yards against LSU. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. Um, 
That's impossible. <laughs> Not just him. I thought Lane Kiffin offensively was good. Yes, they're just terrible defensively. Florida's really good. Florida's Kansas State has Oklahoma's number. Well, let's go to the Big 12. Can we just shut that? Yeah. Shut any conversation of them being in the college football playoff? They're done. Kansas State beats arguably the best team in that league after Kansas State lost to a Sun Belt team. Yeah. I've had enough. Texas was all out oh, to have to beat Texas, an awful Texas, Texas Tech, Tech team. Disaster. I mean, that league is a that league is a five ring. So I like Lincoln Riley. I think he's a really good coach. But how do you not have guys on defense that can can tackle? I mean, yep. you're Oklahoma. Are you not recruiting dudes or not? Am I wrong? Should be. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> Let me ask you. I, I think the Bengals are interested in some of those linebackers for yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're tackling. <laughs> like, man. They tackle just perfectly. Ooh, they tackle just perfectly. I got, I got two for you. Is the yeah. U back? I think it's darn close. They got Clemson this week. I'm gonna look. I don't know who they have this week, but. It um, ain't back if, if they got Clemson. No, Clemson's <laughs> got Virginia this week. Ooh. Yeah, I think. Where's Trevor Lawrence going to go? Oh, who's tanking enough for him? <laughs> Jacksonville's Jacksonville's not tanking quite quite enough for goodness sakes. That's for sure. The U, I know Florida State. Florida State was an embarrassment. God awful. Um, but I like what what they're doing. I had, they, Derek, I, I had them getting eighteen and a half closing a teaser as well. Cool. I want to thank Florida State for their final uh, eighteen and a half in a rival game. Derek King, the former Houston, it, it, yeah. the red shirt from Houston who sat out. <laughs> After, after playing his four games last year, uh, the, Miami has a bye, and then they come back with Clemson. Okay, that's what it is. So, that, the so the next game is Clemson. Um, and then, then, finally, we'll, then we'll know if the U's back, right? And then finally for you, um, your, uh, your Wildcats. I'm going to kill SEC if it, I've never My seen. A, gosh. Okay, so how's that not a touchdown? Did, did you watch? Did you see? I, I, did, I saw. I didn't watch live. I saw though. Okay, so the guy Christopher Rodriguez. It looked like his knee might have gone down, but they never ruled that part of it. He clearly gets his whole body into the end zone. He's like by three what? yards deep. Okay. So they go to review and decide, no, the ruling on the field says They didn't go back and say, no, his knee touched <laughs> right. down back here because it was close. Right. You couldn't tell if it did or didn't. It, yeah. But I would have even said, okay, if you saw and you thought his knee was down back there, that's fine. They said he never broke the plane. The still pictures of him breaking like two yards deep into the plane are incredible. Did that plane like cut 10 yards, <laughs> eight, eight yards deep? How fun would it be if we started making the goal line like a puzzle? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you didn't get into the specific yards part and, one and then yard ju- jutted out here. I, it turned the game around. Oh. It told, they're up a score at the half. And then and he throws the, the interception. Brutal. Well, yeah, that, that they got lucky there because that call was terrible, too. The blindside block from behind to take away the Gosh. Auburn touchdown. It was disappointing because they honestly outplayed Auburn. That's the disappointing part. And rarely can you say Kentucky goes why do you have and outplays Auburn. Why do you right. have replay? That's why I've always said, get away, do away with it. I've had enough of it in any sport. I hate it. I laughed at that idea a couple years ago, but I, I get more and more. I'm getting getting closer to going that way. Yeah. Just make the call. On just the make field. the call. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, I, I'm, I'm for that, for goodness sakes. At the same time, then there would be some bad calls, and I'd be like, well, where, where's the replay? <laughs> exactly. So it's tough. But then they go to the replay, they wouldn't overturn it, so yeah. it wouldn't make a difference. So there you go. All right. Or else we'll get, maybe get the rule book out, and they can all stand there and look at each other and look at the rule book. All right, boys. Must win. I, I, I'm going to go, speaking of replays, watch replays of John Ross highlights. Must win week. Must win week, James. Hell yeah. If they don't win this week, next week's going to be crazy here. Can in you these, imagine? Uh, in these John Ross Memorial Studios. Could, could you Especially ima- if he, how about if he's not active? He better be active. Can you imagine? They can't if, get big plays. He can't get active. If Jacksonville comes in here and they're just the aggressor. Just punch them right in the and mouth. They and they might right be because the they got owned on Thursday they did night get football. Owned, but I think they got owned because they suck. To be quite they do, frank. but they, I don't think they been, showed up. I don't think they even showed up. I'll say that they've been competitive at times this year. Though. James not, Robinson, I, thought, I thought Indy handed them that first game. They're Indy, not laying down. James Robinson is going to yeah, break fifty-two dude. tackles on Sunday, and I'm firing them up in every fantasy league. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Get him going. At all three levels of the defense. Oh, man. If you have Garner miss you, do you start him this week in fantasy? I mean, I'm not starting him anyway. I mean, it's not like Carson Wentz tore it up. They just don't tackle anybody. Tore it up. If Carson Wentz, how many rushing yards did he have? 
Minshew might saying, rush for 150. Carson yeah, Wentz had 23 fantasy points. Minshew no might rush for 150. He might. Oh my god! I mean, if he does, if this, if they come in, they can't come in and win. They can't. No, they can't come in and win. Oh. It's not going to happen. Here's here's what we, they we definitely can, can come. We in can end it. on this. If, James, if, I don't want to cover a team for twelve more weeks like this. I, I just don't. Dude, I know it's if, taking a toll on me. I just got back if here. Jacksonville comes in and wins. We will talk. We will be talking heavily about Zach Taylor's future. I think you're absolutely, that, and I honestly think that's fair. Uh, or the, the only way that's not the case is if they lose like 45, 42. And John and, Ross catches three touchdowns just and, for you. No, and Lou no, and Lou Anarumo in his defense just th- then then maybe he takes him here. Wow, defense has played well twice this year. They, did, they, they, did they, they play well on Sunday? They held a team to twenty three. I, I will say this, other than the end of the first half and end of regulation, eleven yep. series eleven series, three I, field goals. I would say except for the biggest moments of both halves. I agree. But eleven other series, three sure. field goals. Yeah. That's pretty good. Couple picks. I'll, I'll I, take we didn't that. mention one thing too. I don't know why one an NFL an NFL team just doesn't decide to run like a whole game of two minute because anytime a team does it like minute, wait a minute the, I saw a team do that it was called the Jim Kelly led Buffalo Bills oh, and oh. the Sam Weiss Bengals but, at the end of the eighties huh like I watched the Cowboys against the Seahawks when they go two minute mm-hmm. like it's just easy pass after easy pass because guess what the defense is gassed yes yep. and they They're get they, they play soft and you can Ezekiel hey, Elliott has like, a pass rush guess what you do go fast well, oh. the other part is you don't really have a, a chance to adjust as a defensive play caller you're nope. really leaving up the guys on the field to you quickly leave it up make to the them. change you don't you don't hide anything right. you line up in what you're doing. You play soft because you're you're back. Your heels are back. I, I would love I to see it, a NFL you know, Zach Taylor want, seven seconds or less, baby. Let's roll. I, I, Let's roll. I wonder if a team that was like six or seven wide receivers deep could pull that off. Huh. No. I wonder if it, is there any team that has six or seven the wide receivers? Fastest man they in like? football can't get on the field because they the need field. Alex Erickson to field three Alex punts. Alex Erickson, Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas doing some big things. Can we bring back? Scott? I like Mike Thomas. Scotty By the way, can we activate Scotty Washington? I, I was a big fan of his pre-draft. <laughs> Did Scotty make the practice squad? Did he make? He didn't make the yeah, practice squad. Yeah, he's on the practice squad. He? Yeah. Bring him up. Send God John bless down. Him. Bless his little heart. Need a bigger body, Scotty Washington. For right. Ross. I can't wait till next Monday for James Rapine of SI. Please win, Tony Blake, the real quarterback. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. It's been the Angry Quarterbacks Season Five, Episode Five from ESP Media, powered by. Sidearm Sports. Go John Ross! Now let me tell you about a city that I know in the southwest corner of the state of Ohio. The grass stays green and the trucks got muscle and the white kids shine in the suburban hustle where you can walk into a bar and afford a drink. Double 151 till your head get down.